Hello and welcome to this week's Lancet podcast. I'm Richard Lane on Friday, June the 27th. In a moment, we'll be picking up a theme discussed three months ago in the Lancet podcast, the issue of global access to safe water, sanitation and hygiene. In a moment, I'll be discussing this linked to our lead editorial this week with my colleague, Dr. Rona MacDonald. Before that, some other highlights from this week's issue of The Lancet, which is dated June the 28th to July the 4th. We have some great research articles with a real global theme. Investigators from Taiwan report alarmingly how chronic kidney disease is massively underrecognized in that Southeast Asian population. In their study, up to 15% of a population were found to have chronic kidney disease, CKD, although only 3-4% were aware that they had it. We have research from Africa about HIV, specifically in urban areas of Zambia and Rwanda. This highlights how heterosexual couples, either married or cohabiting, are at the highest risk of HIV transmission, so that future prevention and treatment campaigns should be targeted at this population. Back to Southeast Asia, research from Malaysia suggesting that the drug buprenorphine could be effective in treating heroin addiction. And as many of you may well be aware, 2008 is the 60th anniversary of the United Kingdom's National Health Service, or NHS. In this week's issue of The Lancet, our own editor, Dr Richard Horton, writes a viewpoint where he sets out his view on the future of the NHS and how delivery of a right to health can be achieved. Also to flag that early next year, February the 5th, 2009, The Lancet will be spearheading a debate in this area by holding the first Health of the Nation Summit. More on that anon. But let's return to our main feature this week, which is picking up something we discussed back in March, universal access to safe water, sanitation and hygiene. I'm delighted to be joined once again by my colleague, Rona MacDonald. Welcome, Rona. You're the main author behind the long editorial this week, which follows up a podcast that we ran at the end of March. The title of the leader is How to Prevent a Tenth of the Global Disease Burden. Rona, welcome. Please update us because we discussed this when we ran the editorial back in March. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, the leader is mainly around a report by WHO, Safe Water, Better Health, launched on the 26th of June. It includes a staggering statistic, Richard. 9.1%, that's almost a tenth of the whole global burden of disease, could be prevented if there was improved access to clean water, sanitation and hygiene. Now, what the report authors have done is they're looked not just at the direct health consequences like diarrheal illnesses but also the more indirect ones like waterborne and water-related illnesses such as vector-borne illnesses, leishmaniasis etc. The total statistic that they've come up with is 9.1% but in some countries, in the 32 worst affected countries, this figure is 15%. That alone in itself is staggering. But then they also look at the cost-effectiveness of interventions in water, sanitation and hygiene. And really there's no way that you can lose. If you don't mind, I just want to feature some of them just now because they may be the ones that aren't widely picked up. First, for example, healthcare agencies could save $7 billion a year. This is if there was more interventions in water, sanitation and hygiene. There could be an extra 272 million school attendances a year. There could be 320 million productive working days a year could be gained from that. An investment of 11.3 billion dollars a year. There could be a total payback of 84 billion dollars a year. So not just the health benefits, but all the economic benefits. So there really isn't anything to lose. I also want to highlight some other reports that are not published yet, but that we know about and are coming out. One's by WaterAid that's going to be published at the beginning of July, which suggests that poor sanitation is the biggest contributing factor to child deaths, and there's 9.7 million child deaths a year. And another one by the World Bank, which concludes that environmental infections and malnutrition are inextricably linked. But again, 
the policymakers who devise strategies for child survival and development, somehow water sanitation and hygiene seems to be neglected in these. And all these reports highlight just how absolutely fundamental access to clean water sanitation and hygiene is. The editorial discusses what the international community should be doing about it and currently aren't doing about it. Yeah, when we spoke back in March, Rona, we were optimistic that the G8 summit this July, next month, in Japan, was going to have water and sanitation relating to health on its agenda, but we're less confident of that now. Yes, unfortunately, due to pressing matters, although it was on the agenda for the G8, and the Prime Minister of Japan actually said that in his speech, because of rising oil and food prices and other things, it seems to have fallen off the agenda. If it all discussed, it would be a very, very minor point, and I think we were really wanting it to be one of the main focuses of the G8. But there is some good news. The African Union, which is currently meeting just now in Egypt, is discussing water and sanitation and it looks like they're going to come up with a commitment to the water sanitation goals for Africa. So it will be some sort of declaration and again probably putting a certain proportion of GDP towards you know interventions in water, sanitation and hygiene. So that's fantastic news. I mean the African Union they're definitely leading the way but yes as you say the, the G8 is very disappointing. And also you make the point at the end of the, of the leader we can look to meetings and conferences and we can write articles in journals which is fine but how do we actually really really tackle the problem? That's absolutely right I mean in some ways the problem looks so huge but I think in light of all this information and all this evidence we absolutely have to do something we can no longer ignore this staggering statistic. The End Water Poverty Campaign which has got support from almost a million people around the world has come up with a very sensible plan and one of these is having a global action plan for water sanitation and hygiene that's monitored by a global task force and I think this at least should be open for discussion because no one organisation, country, donor, journal can do it by themselves. It really needs international concerted effort, just like what there has been for child survival. We need the same thing for water sanitation and hygiene because as I said, the statistic of 9.1% of the global disease burden is just too staggering to ignore. Difficult question. It's a crystal ball question. Do you think, collectively, the world will do something about this just disastrous situation? It is so obvious, and anyone who's travelled like you have, and I have less so, to some of these countries, you just cannot understand why it's not being dealt with. Mm -hmm. It's so fundamental to life and health and everything else. Well, I'm forever the optimist, and I think there's some positive signs. For a start, all these reports that are coming out, you know, the, the WHO one, the World Bank, WaterAid, certainly international attention seems to be a bit more focused on water san and sanitation than it was before. But I think we're at a tipping point here, and I think that if we leave it much longer, then yes, it might be too late. Uh, I mean, forget about the Millennium Development Goal target just now. That's to have the proportion of the global population without access to clean water and proof sanitation. It's very doubtful that we're ever going to meet these. But I think we are at a tipping point to do something. And I really hope that this, you know, tenth of the global disease burden will be the catalyst that's needed for really strong political will and leadership and financial commitment. And finally, Rona. Back to The Lancet, we are running a series next year about this. We're organising a series on water sanitation and hygiene. We've already had our first meeting calling together 
global experts from around the world. And what was so good about it was it was all from different sectors because traditionally there's the water sector, the sanitation sector, the health sector, and they don't really talk that much to each other. So it was great having everyone in the room from water engineers to you know public health doctors. We've devised a plan for the series and hopefully it will help fill the knowledge gap as to what works best, you know, the evidence base around the best interventions. So we're very excited about that. Great, thanks very much for joining us, Rona. My pleasure. My colleague, Dr. Rona MacDonald, concluding this week's podcast. Many thanks for listening. See you next week.